0: This pair of glasses looks like the one Jerry has. I got them at the same place. If we truly grasp the depths of that song that we've sung, oh, how it changes life. We're often reminded of the frailty of this life and the oftentimes the miscues and the mistakes that we make along the way. And we get reminders that when we make a mistake, we we strive to correct it, but then it's one of those things that it's just an ongoing process, if you will. I'm not saying how many mistakes I made this morning, but I know I made one because I was corrected on it. (laughs) I'm sure there may have been others as well. But in Bible class, I mentioned my being here eight years today, and I mentioned I came in the year 2000. (laughs) And I see you already caught that one, didn't you? (laughs) Doesn't quite compute. See, the problem is I can correct it for you, but there are those that were here this morning that are not here tonight that will not hear that correction, and there are those that are here tonight are wondering, what am I talking about, because they weren't here this morning to hear it. That's part of life, and if it wasn't for the song that we sing, how deep is the Father's love for us that he is able and does wash away those sins and cleanses and allows us to stand pure before his eyes and allows you to stand pure before his eyes. And then we work with the interaction with one another in dealing with that. Thinking about the benefits that we have in redemption. Indeed, that has to be one, among, one of them, is the, that forgiveness of sins to the degree that God has washed it away and remembers it no more. And that it's not brought up again in his eyes or in his ear, hearing, and what a blessing that is for us as we look at life. Well, look over in Psalm 103 a little bit this evening. Psalm 103. Catch a little bit of the benefits of redemption. Some of the blessings that we enjoy in being in Christ. And sometimes, how we let them slip by. How we let slip by the opportunities presented to us to encourage others. Opportunities we have to encourage one another or to offer the hand to pick one up when one has fallen. And understanding again, How it is that God works with us. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits, who forgives all your iniquities who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Do not forget all his benefits that he has for you. We live in a world that again... Tends not to do that. It's been mentioned before. You don't do not believe that's the case, just run for political office. And see what they can dig up on you. Or if you've been in business for a long length of time, just listen around to the things that are brought up and put before us to reflect on. Do you remember this? Do you remember that? Why didn't they do this? How come they they flubbed up here. How come they miscued there? On and on it goes. Sometimes we do it as Christians. Now, I remember your mistake. I remember what you said. I remember what you did. I remember what you didn't do. Whatever else it is, do we forget all His benefits towards us? Their sins and their iniquities. I will remember no more, says the Lord. And when there's been a sacrifice offered for those sins, there is no more offering to be made. Hebrews 10, 17 and 18. And that reminded ourselves that when there is a sacrifice made, there is not another sacrifice to be offered. The sacrifice for the atonement of our sins is not our repenting of them, it's not our confessing them. The sacrifice is the blood of Jesus Christ. The confessing them and acknowledge them is our response to what Jesus has done. And at times we need to remind ourselves there are situations that have gone on in, in the brotherhood, there have been individuals who have held grudges 10, 15 years down the road. The reason being is that when somebody confessed wrong in their life, they did not use the words that that individual felt that they ought to have used. And since they didn't use the phrasing that they were looking for, that person then in their eyes has never repented of that sin and so is still guilty in their eyes. That's a shame. We as servants stand before one master. We answer to one master, and that's to God. And repentance, when it's offered, the wording is not specified as to you need to say these words in this order for us to understand that you are truly repenting of that sin that you did and the harm that it caused. Do we know the heart of the individual? The blessings that we have, forgives all your iniquities. Do not forget that benefit. We will sin, and we will confess those sins and repent of those sins, and God will wash those away through that blood of Christ. Yes, in First John one seven through nine, we have that blessing. But we need to understand that blessing and how deep it really is, the depths of the Father's love. When we think of how easy it is for us to hold on for minute details, if you will, in comparison to the major ones, and again, that's categorizing sins, and we ought not to do that because sin is sin. If we hold on, how deep that father's love must be and what he does with me and what he does with you, what he does with us in forgiving those and not holding them against us. We do that again as children. Family gets together, and if you as your family, as your siblings get older, when you get together at times you do that, and you go through reminiscing things you did and things you shouldn't have done, and so on and so forth and I mentioned the case with the four sons and the the mother who she's passed on to her reward now, but she was in her eighties when the sons would get together and reminisce about what they did, and they'd reach a point and they'd say, mm, no, no." Mom's not ready to hear that one yet. I heard enough of the stories of what they did do to make you wonder about what they did do that they won't tell you about. Uh, And and one case is that the, the father believed he had a lemon of a car because he could never keep tires on the car. It never dawned on him that the oldest son would take that car down to the river road and drag race it every Friday night. He didn't hear about that until years down the road. He said, all, this, all these years, I just thought I had a lemon of a car. Never dreamed what the son was doing with it. What I'm saying, do we hang on to things that we need to really let go of? Sometimes it's just, it's interesting for discussion, but sins repented of are sins forgotten. And that's hard at times for us. Some of us want to have that memory of an elephant, and some of us do not remember what we had for lunch. Depends what age group you fall into. There's some that I don't remember what they had for lunch, but they could tell you what they did 50 years ago in detail. Do we understand the depths of the Father love? Forgive all their sins and their iniquities. Heals all our diseases and our major diseases, sin. Cures us of that if we turn to Him and allow that blood, which is the cure for sin, to continually. Washes pure each time we confess those sins. He redeems your life from destruction. And we talked a little bit about that in the auditorium class this morning. It's hard for us to fully grasp, for the world to grasp, what destruction really means. They just do not have a clue. Eternal destruction away from the presence of God. He's removed that through the blood of Christ. The depths of that Father's love. Again, to how we, how we work with that, we get to wrestle with it. Again, God from eternity. Try to grapple with what is eternity, how God from eternity planned our redemption before time began. And we'll still be living after time ends and there'll be eternity. Plan our redemption before time began. And however long time is, and we understand scriptures use the figure of speech that days as a thousand years and a thousand years as a day. Again, that's just a figure of speech and it has no absolute truth to it, if you will. But just to think. Knowing of his plan for mankind, or the creation of the world and then for mankind, knowing that man would need that Redeemer to have planned that, okay. knowing what it was going to cost. How do you wrestle with that? And then how do you wrestle with it in your life? Before time began, he knew you and planned your redemption. How haphazardly, how carelessly do we treat our redemption? How many times have we caved in to the, the little voice that Satan uses to lure us away. And I know none of you have ever used that. Just this one time of missing services is not going to make a difference. Not going to, it's not that big of a deal. Just this one time. And have you ever found out that it's never Never just one time? You can do it again. And how many do we know that have just slowly drifted away? The missing then becomes a habit. And the habit becomes a characteristic. A characteristic that says, I don't care. But try to work with individuals who have that attitude that you knew where they were, you knew what they stood for, what they did, and then they hear that attitude, I don't care. That's not important to me anymore. That he's, he's redeemed us from destruction. If you heard this read what the scriptures teach about hell. It ought to be frightening. And it ought to be frightening considering how easy it can become just to take your focus off of God. Just, just turn for a second. How many individuals in the physical realm, how many individuals have lost their lives in car accidents for that brief glance away for just a second? What is it? The Allstate commercial, the mayhem guy who talks about different positions he takes. He's a phone, the iPhone that dropped in between the seat and, and, and on the on the floorboard and the guy's reaching forward and go, boop boop boop. He says, you're cold, you're hot. And he says, Look up. Boom. But how many do you realize how quickly eternity for us can be entered into? How unexpectedly? life with God being washed in the blood redeems us from destruction. He crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. There's the other side of it. Have you ever thought about how He crowns you? You are His jewel. you think about how much he he prepared for you to be here again the, the concept of all the arranging that he's done to get us to be who we are i think about my grandfather who lived in New Hampshire. My grandmother, that he, the, one, the woman that he married, my grandmother lived in Florida, and they met in California. Go figure that one out. How did, I mean, I'm just saying, you just look at all that's involved, just on the physical side of things, for us being here. How much God cares for us. You're His pride and joy. You're His, that's not soap detergents that Jerry will show you if you look what His pride and joy is. He'll show you His pride and joy if you ask Him. How much He has cared for you, prepared for you, works with you, that you are, you wear the crown of loving kindness. The benevolence that He's shown towards us. The giving us of what we do not deserve. We understand that the wages of sin is death, eternal separation from God. But the gift of God is eternal life. The gift that God gives is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. What a blessing that is! What a crown to be receiving. And how He works with us. And there's tender mercies. How many times have we just felt worthless? How many times have we felt that we've just let God down? How many times have we felt we've just let opportunities slip by? We haven't done what we believe we know we should be doing. We're not using what we believe that we could use and, and we're not looking for... New talents along the way for us to develop into. We, we like the rut that we may be in, and those tender mercies of God, being able to take us into, to shape us, and to mold us, into at times push us, move us in directions that maybe we had not intended to go, and for in order for us to really catch God who he is and how much he works in our lives that we do not fully see it. Again, what you do, you may be asking the question, why me? Why am I having to go through this? And at times it's not because of you. It's because of how you handle it. You are helping somebody else. Are struggling with it to say, I they're doing it, I can do it, I can get through this, I can move on. It's never just for us, it never has been. Sometimes it's hard for us to get out of that in the physical realm, it's hard for us to get through it in the spiritual realm. It's never just about us individually, it's who we are collectively. And we're given the example, and yet we, we failed at that time, I think, to really contemplate that. It gave you the body, that human body. And since you already know my math isn't that good, I'm not going to give you any figures on the body. But you just think what it takes for the body to function. And now each member contributes to that body. And whatever it is that each member contributes to the body is not for that member alone. And it's for the body to be able to serve a purpose that none of the members can achieve on their own. It's marvelous what he's given to us. And just think what he does with us spiritually along that same lines. Of using us, of moving us, again, First Corinthians uh, 12 and verse 18. God places us in the body just as it pleased him. I love that. Wherever I am in the body, be it universally or individually uh, uh, locally, He places us where He wants us. He has a purpose for us. You hear that? He? Has a purpose for you the loving kindness that he has patiently executed this plan from before creation or before time began here's what I'm going to do here's how it's going to unfold it was such a plan that even the angels in heaven could not comprehend it (laughs) what are you doing what are you planning to do how is this going to work and the devil is saying, it's not going to work, because I'm going to defeat you at every purpose, or every, every turn, and he does not. He is successful, but he doesn't defeat all of us, and sometimes that's what we do. We're in a war, and those who have served in the war, some of us just served during war time. I do not count spending one year in Oklahoma and three years in Germany during the Vietnam War to being in war. But in war, what is the saying they say for the military in battle? You leave no one behind. You leave no one behind. We're in a war. There's a time when you need to carry the wounded. There's a time when you need to help the wounded or the weak to keep going. That loving kindness that he gives that allows us to do them with and for one another. Who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like eagles. Those are the blessings that we enjoy. Then he's going to remind us as we go on. Listen, the Lord executes righteousness. But in that execution of righteousness is tempered with his mercy. Righteousness says all have sinned, all deserve death. His mercy says to the one who believes, repents of his sin, confesses the Lord, buried in baptism for the remission of sins, is raised to walk a new life and shall be called a child of the living God who now has a place reserved in heaven for them. But justice Righteousness will be executed. The price of sin will be paid. Will you let Jesus pay it? Or will you insist on paying it yourself? There are benefits, tremendous benefits. We just hadn't even touched the hem of the garment of what God has for his people. How rich. And how deep is that Father's love? How deep into your heart and into your soul has the Father's love gone? Is it just on the surface? Or does it touch the very essence of? of who you are. And in his patience and in his mercy, he continues to wait for us. Patience and mercy, he continues to move us. Sometimes we're reluctant. But I believe that we've always found out whatever it is, That God has asked us to do. He's empowered us to do. And whatever it is that God has asked us to do only enriches, blesses, and deepens the life that we have individually and collectively. Well, why not tonight? If we're wavering along. or where we ought to be spiritually. If we understand that we need to make a change, why not tonight? Why not make that decision to be who God is longing you to be and will help you do just that? If you need to respond, if we could assist you, if we could help you in any way, Indeed, we bid you to come as together we stand and sing.